2: I guess creatively for me to that. I I, yeah, but here's my problem with the limit, right?
3: Why in the hell do you keep bringing these people out of retirement claiming their legends and putting them in a match of that importance? Summer Ray, I agree. <laughs> Uh, hey. Kelly Kelly,
0: yeah, uh, right, Molly Holly, Ivory, uh, all right, Michelle let's get McCoolies. started. We don't want to, we don't want to be too late. All right. We're live in five. <laughs> you didn't count us down too.
3: You don't count me down. Nobody <laughs> counts count
0: me down. What's up everybody. And welcome to corner to corner wrestling radio. We're live from C2C radio show.com speaker.com slash corner to corner. Amazon. Apple, Spotify, Pandora. Hell, you can even find us on somebody's Walkman, I'm pretty sure. It's corner to corner time. The rumble is gone. Thank God. I'm Stan Grubb, my tag team partners, Brian Taylor.
3: You counted me down? I had to. You don't count me down.
0: We were running late. We were up against it. Oh, when you want to
3: run late, it's fine. But when you and Rob <laughs> are having a good time talking,
0: no. Stick hey. to the program. <laughs> Stick to the plan, sir. <laughs> Stick to the plan. Other words,
2: hush your face.
0: <laughs> and, of course, you just heard of He is uh, my other tag team partner, Rob Hefner. Hello. <laughs> and we start tonight with a, a somber mood. A tragic, tragic loss has taken place. Rob, how would you describe this loss suffered by the wrestling world?
2: Um, it was, it was something that I guess we kind of all saw coming. Um, but still it's something we have enjoyed for years, um, Somebody and something that we that some somebody that has been brought into your homes on a weekly basis monthly basis for decades and unfortunately they just couldn't go anymore and with the issues of today and the issues of going on in the world just they they could no longer compete so I would like to R.I.P. WWE creative. Mm. With a 10 bell
1: salute.
0: Well, I'll uh, give a, give a uh. moment of, or two of silence for our 10 bell.
1: Is the
3: bell actually going off?
0: It is indeed going off.
3: I'm okay. i okay. You, you should have told Respectful us that. Violence. Respectful silence. <laughs> Don't
2: want to be cursed. Nah. No,
0: <laughs> no, no, no.
2: We're going to give WWE creative just as much time and attention they've given the fans. Oh, but then I'll just
0: mind. cut the bell off right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. only give them like a six or something. I <laughs> I don't do, do six all six. They don't they get a ten, they bo get a ten bow. Yeah. They get a Look, two and a half.
0: I'm, I'm the first guy to admit that in the past, we have uh, made sure to... Nailed down the good and the bad and the ugly when it came to any event, but the Royal Rumble 2022 not even close to their best outing, not even a little close, not even like just edging close to past a sea average no 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 just uh, <clears throat> a four hour heartbreaking extravaganza. <laughs>
3: What were the, what were the pre-show matches
0: or the uh,
3: whatever the WWE calls it?
0: Let me see if there was a pre-show here. I didn't think mm-hmm. there was any, but I'm gonna look it up right now.
2: I think they did a McMahon family ego battle royal.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that was that was the men's rumble. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Doesn't look like there was pre-show anything. Wow. It all happened live on PPV. Live on the cock. That's, um, yeah.
2: That's
3: what you said. Yeah. That's what said. No, no. No, no. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Nothing on uh, no, pre-show.
2: no pre-show. That's Should... how Stan takes this from corner to corner to only fans in one conversation.
3: Uh, Just so you know, (laughs) HR has stated that uh, you have to use the word peacock from this moment. Uh,
0: I the peacock. I'm sorry, peacock. Mm -hmm. Uh, On behalf of Corner to Corner, not the big C, not the the, C, not the cock, it's peacock.
3: Peacock! Not the streaming (laughs) C, yeah, (laughs) not the C plus plus
0: the double xlc plus <laughs> after all the garbage we went through on uh
2: sunday geez saturday uh, saturday wow wow that's yeah. even what makes it even worse it's like it throws the week off because wwe didn't doesn't do pay-per-views on saturday i mean the only time they do pay-per-views on saturday is wrestlemania like where it just never ends you know Day seven hundred and eighty-two of WrestleMania. This—that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. We're still at WrestleMania weekend from a year ago.
0: <clears throat> I will tell you this: I can't understand why they decided they needed to go until midnight. All of the 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 stuff they did, I, I'm. Why the hell did we have to sit that long? And then it's they an rushed exam- the men's rumble.
2: It's an example of they're not really on pay per view anymore. That, you know, there's no hard stop because really what's streaming at Peacock on a Saturday night that's like not movable, you know? Yeah. Um,. I think that's the biggest thing. It's like it's like if you notice when they started doing all of their pay-per-views on the network, they started getting longer. Because there's no one telling them, "Hey, you got to turn it off." No. I think that's what it is. But also, I think they just it's just it was bad. I mean, the mm. Why, don't why is MVP coming out on? Why is MVP coming out on Raw Mean Mugging when his man's a champ?
3: Uh, why know. is
2: Bobby Lashley high-fiving fans when he's supposed to be a heel? Right now he's high-fiving them still. Again, I think Brian has a suit like that.
0: <laughs> you saw his red smoking jacket, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, totally stopped you there, Stan. I apologize. That's the ADD in me. They're both for
4: you. No, no, you're good.
0: Sorry. You know, you ever ever, uh, get messages in the middle of uh, what you're doing from work, and it just completely distracts you from everything because you're like, oh, crap, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, that was me just now. Are you supposed to be working? No, no. Been off for hours. Um, so we'll probably do this in pretty quick fashion, but I figure we can run through the top story of of the uh event and then talk about the results. Um and say maybe give our I guess we'll just give a grade for the end of the event instead of do we want to do match by match guys or do you want to just do the event? Yeah, just event. Okay.
3: Well I mean you should at least like give room for you to do the match was. Yeah, just say what the match was.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, so we'll go with the top story, though, and this has been leading off. Uh, Brian, you said this has been all over your news feeds all day today?
3: Yeah, yeah, but why start there? Let's start with the rumble, get that over and done with. Okay, We don't okay, want to run cool. long
0: with the rumble like
3: somebody else does.
2: No, we we don't want to. Yeah, we can't, we can't run
3: long done. anyway. <laughs> yeah,
2: because we get cut off. Yeah. You
0: get counted down.
2: Dan's mad because there's nothing long in his life. So.
0: Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Ouch! We're we're we're, just,
2: we're starting the, that
0: way. Okay. That's
2: not true. His belt is mighty long. Yeah. That waistline's getting long. <laughs> waistline's getting long. seems getting shorter. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Emotional like damage. Us, you don't need any. Of
0: yeah, it's my attempt to uh, quote the TikTok. Uh, Royal Rumble Rolls- <laughs> 2022 quote the TikTok. I know, don't you never didn't quote the TikTok. not understand the, the assignment. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lord, I apologize. Universal title match started us off. Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Um, I'm a little tired of them starting off with big title matches like that. I would kind of like them to put it back in some kind of normal order for me, but yeah. <sighs>
3: I don't know. Does, I does, does it matter?
0: For WWE, I'm not sure it does anymore. How you do... know, it, it, something good would be cool. <laughs> I guess, I, it's as simplistic as it sounds, I, I kind of feel like that's how I you know, would like it.
3: Out, out of your entire wrestling library, you have crammed in your head. Uh-huh. Right? I need to hang Even going back to the 80s, have you not seen big matches first?
0: um some in the 80s mm, yeah. now you're really making me stretch my brain here uh, uh maybe a little bit in the 80s I
3: I mean other than when Ryback is wrestling who should be on the pre-show
0: the pre-show um, stealer yeah stop them. I don't uh,
3: I don't uh, you know wherever the card lays out it lays out
0: for I mean, me I anyway. understand the desire to have a hot start. I don't know that Seth and Roman's match, the way it played out, was a hot start. Um, I think on paper they're like, oh, everybody's going to love this. And it just didn't quite go down as what the way they wanted it. It was <laughs> cool that, that Seth came down in his old Shield gear. I mean, he was playing off of the build for this where he's in Roman's head, he has Roman's number. I don't know if it's legit or not that Roman's never beaten him. I I feel like Roman has beaten him at least once, but who knows? Um, But, I mean, I felt like this match just dragged. I I felt like the whole thing was just um, leading into something. We already kind of knew that there was no chance in hell that Seth was coming away with the belt. And then the finish just kind of solidified just how sadly predictable it really was.
2: I mean, I um, thought the match started out fun, um, like you said, with uh, him coming out the Shield gimmick, playing the mind games on Roman. Um, it was a decent match, wrestling match, but it it, it falls in the category of we've seen it, and there was nothing different about it to make me go, "Ooh, wow!" Yeah, except the beginning where he come down in the shield came down in the Shield gear, and the end. When Roman's choking him out, going, he won't let me. He won't let me. Like, Roman went from, I am a tribal chief to, I am a basket case in one match. Uh, the, the only problem I he had with that. He went from tribal is, chief to village idiot. The,
0: the thing that drove me nuts on that, though, is Charles Robinson's checking him. But as he's checking him, you know, lifting the arm, doing the whole, if it drops three times, he's going to be out – You know, he he raises the arm up, and then he moves it forward so that it falls on the rope. Here, Seth, let me help you out. Grab the rope, buddy. Like, it just—it's just just poorly done, poorly timed. Nothing—nothing at the Rumble uh, Saturday night seemed to run on all cylinders, and this just started it off in a bad way.
3: Well, since, you know, I was enjoying a nice, refreshing uh, Dr. Pepper— 23 flavors. That's a, um, that's a great, great drink. I'm going to have to disagree with you two on this. What? Yeah.
0: I think you put something in I that, don't, Dr.
3: I don't Pepper. I what kind of bizarro world I'm living in right now.
0: Obviously, I'll pick one. But
3: the booking committee, they protected Roman while making him look like, you know, a beast. And I'm not sure who he is that Roman said wouldn't let him, let him go. But, you know, <laughs> hey, that's, I mean, that's true WWE booking right there. That was fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic.
0: That hurts I my give, heart to hear you say that.
3: <laughs> I give that match an A+. plus.
0: Get plus the plus. fuck out of here! You you know what? Put the drink down. You're not. Dr Pepper doesn't even want to hear from you now. They're they're A, angry. A triple plus. Oh my lord! They're disgusted. I'm calling Danhausen. I'm having you cursed. It's it. That's it. Done. No, I, pay him I mean, all the, the money. I mean,
1: that's
3: the that's the low, right? That, that we're going to you know scoop to now. With the, with the, at a pay-per-view of the book. I don't, I don't know. That was, I mean, I agree. It was totally tragic for,
0: for, uh, I, I mean, the match, match, the match with Rollins and Reigns wasn't exactly horrible. I don't want to paint this uh, awful picture here. The match was a normal Roman versus Seth match. The problem is we've seen those 20 times now. More than that. We already know how that's going to go. Um, uh, <laughs> most times.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us expected Roman to choke out Seth.
0: Well, if he was going to choke him out, just let him choke him out. Why did he have to get a DQ? What the hell does that do for Seth?
2: Oh, I beat you again. Yeah, and? And then when you finish out the, the night, it totally negates what happened first. But right. don't you
3: don't you realize what that did? It broke his streak. Seven hundred.
0: I, I guess it's a chink in the armor. Yeah. Fifty days. Uh, you know, before he lost the match or whatever. I can't, I can't believe Brian's about to make me say it, but like, maybe we just got to let it play out. <laughs> no,
3: I mean, what's it going to play out? Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. There's your. I mean, boom,
2: boom. That there just it is.
0: happened.
2: <laughs> Brock's in the elimination chamber.
0: What the hell? Raw, of course, going on right now. And as you know, we'll we'll usually have it on in the background and pop in. Um, Rob is catching up. He's It looks like he started a little bit late with that. It starts off with uh, Lashley. And, uh... Mm-mm, mm-mm.
3: Uh, you <clears> get <getting throat> me all
0: confused. And I'll stick with the rumble. Stick with the rumble. Oh, you can't keep up? That's okay.
3: No, I'm not watching it. Now I'm all confused.
2: I don't know what's what. mean, I mean, I just – going on what you all said about – Roman versus Seth. Yeah, there was no payoff for anybody. Normally, in a in a championship match, Universal title, Galactic title, whatever the hell they want to make a title. <laughs> galactic. So like, I love that. That's the next um, one. <laughs> the Galactic Supreme. Um, Intergalactic planetary <laughs> Um But it's like there's got to be a payoff. You know what yes. I mean? And the way they built it up, like, I understand if it was just a fluke, like, hey, I'll challenge anybody to come down here and fight me and it happens and then boom. But you've had build up for weeks. And then to have it play off like the way it did, it was just like one. Like you all said, we've said before, it was a match we've seen before,
4: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it's like. I'm not going to say same five moves, but at least same, you know, it's like, hey, they were like, let's do, they are talking about the match before, the, before. you know, they are like, hey, they're in the back going, all right, what do you want to do tonight? Uh, Albuquerque 2010. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. They called back to whatever
0: time they wrestled before. So let's do this. Remember when we were all in the shield fighting each other? Yeah, we'll do that. Cool.
2: Yeah. Like, but then when you, you choke him out, Roman gets the DQ, right? Yeah. So obviously, as a wrestling fan, you're going. Seth's gonna want his payback. You know, Seth's gonna want his his chance because obviously he was cheated, to a right. point. And in the comments, like Brian said, it was. He won't let me. He won't let me. He made me do it. He let, you know, like who is he? But then you end the night totally negating the whole thing.
0: Yeah. And it's interesting because they start off with this match to start. And and I can see that whoever got together with them outside of the guy who was responsible for writing the men's rumble had a story in mind for the whole show. So I understood how it started versus how it ended. And we'll, we'll cover that as as we go here, but I understand why they bookended it the way they did. I don't think I liked it, but I understand the
3: bookend. The first match had no story. None the, whatsoever.
0: the the story was to set it up where – because, I, honestly, you're, you're the one that kind of just opened the door on that for me. It, the story is to set it up where here's a chink in Roman's armor. He finally gets his win streak broke. Now, it's a DQ, so he has a, he has room <laughs> to dispute it because they don't know how to book something solid. But, yeah, but you know, now it gives not,
3: room for question. That's not really a chink in his armor because he lost. Mm-hmm. He, he lost convincingly. You know what I'm saying? He choked the dude out and wouldn't let go. Right. Right? That's a way of them canceling or stopping his streak so that somewhere down the line, somebody can pass it. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. it, hmm. it, it to me, him losing is not about, oh, there oh there's a chink in his arm. Because he's ultimately going to face Brock Lesnar, who, as we know, um... It's a machine, right? He, he right. just wrecks people. But they have to break the streak because if they let it keep going, then you're at 900. You're at 1,000. You're at whatever. And you got to hope that somewhere down the line you have somebody better than Roman who can get you know beat the streak. All they had to do, all they wanted to do was beat Punk anyway. Or whatever, you know, whatever punk streak was that they were like, ah, yeah, he's been this, this, and this. Yeah. I mean. Well, I,
0: I can't disagree with you there because they, they do those stupid, petty garbage things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. So we went from something that they were hoping would start us off hot, but didn't, to moving into the Women's Royal Rumble. Um. Hmm. How does one go through? Okay, Tamina beating up Dana Brooke. That's that's rough. Um. All right. So first and foremost, number one and number two. Sasha Banks is number one, and number two no, is wasn't our
2: first. Sasha Banks. It was Sailor Moon.
0: Sailor Banks. Excuse me. Sailor <laughs> Banks. <laughs> and number two was former oh. WWE Women's Champion and current NWA Women's Superstar. Melina, which wasn't a bad surprise. At least she's decent. Um, but she comes out there and gets tossed in the first two minutes. Like in the no, not even two minutes. Excuse me, maybe first thirty seconds. Uh, Out comes Tamina to get us all completely underwhelmed, and then comes. A very not normal looking Kelly Kelly. Something should have told us right from this that we were screwed. (laughs) I mean, Tamina is not a bad performer. I hate to be hard on a person that's just had bad luck. But at this stage of her career, I don't know that going into the, uh, the rumble at this early of a part served her very well. It's kind of like Nia Jax. If you put Nia Jax in at number one, in my opinion, it would have been a bad move because
2: cardio-wise, I just don't think they either one were up to. It. Well, then you also got to look at if you're putting the big people in, then how are they going to get out? Right, right. You know?
3: Well, but my question would be to you, Stan, did in,
0: anywhere in your thought process,
3: did you think Tamina was going to win?
0: Not at all. Not even a little bit.
3: There was no sense so, of
0: wow. This person could actually come away with the victory. No, not yeah, even.
3: Yeah. So, to me, she's one of those ones you can just put wherever.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and then you're. I mean, really, there's there's no chance. Yeah.
0: You know, so. If, if you're just joining. Like that. If you're just joining us right now live on C2CRadioShow.com, please feel free to jump in the chat. Tell us what you thought about the Rumble. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can hit us up on Twitter, too. And um, if you can,
3: want to say that you think Stan is, uh, you know, whatever, say it.
0: Yeah, read it out back. there. I'll we're read it 100%. live. 100%. As long as you're not, you know, horribly crass or racist. Um, let's see. Aaliyah comes out next. Did anybody care that Aaliyah was there?
2: No. No.
3: no. I, look at, but... I mean, didn't, right, didn't I think she was like a mystery entrant?
0: You did, yeah. because you're like, who's that? But it's, it it it, it, it got to be honest, though, Brian. In all fairness, you haven't watched WWE in like six <laughs> months. So I don't know. The, I mean, all of them are surprises. Wait, Liv Morgan's still there? Cool. Oh, oh No, no, Brian. She announced already. Ah, oh, damn. That's kind of how that went.
3: Well, no, but Aaliyah was uh, NXT, so. I didn't see a lot of her, but once you said the name, on I knew. Smackdown. What?
0: Aaliyah's on SmackDown.
3: I said was NXT. I didn't say is NXT. I said was.
0: Uh, oh, excuse me. Yes, sir.
3: There's a difference.
0: Uh, let's well, see here. <clears throat> uh, Liv Morgan. I'm just going through some of the entrants here. Ah, Michelle McCool was a surprise entrant. She did pretty well. Um, Looks like she is staying in good shape. I wonder... I wonder if, if Michelle McCool really wanted to, if uh, she would want to go for another run. I wonder how she would do against the likes of, like, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Please don't. You don't think she could hang? Please don't. <laughs>
3: she wasn't that great to begin with.
0: I'm not saying she was, you know, supreme level or A tier, whatever they call it. Whatever these crazy kids call it nowadays. But, I mean, she might she might be able to hang. Who knows?
2: Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Michelle McCool. Oh, Michelle McCool, <laughs> oh. Yeesh. Michelle oh, McCool is Michelle. Mich- Michelle McCool is cool because of who she's married to. Okay. A I lot of
0: people
2: feel career- that way. I don't. So you're not alone on that. I think she's one of those that her career does not line up to where she should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> she's in the Hall of Fame, right?
3: No, I thought she was. Getting announced or something.
0: She'll probably. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes in with her husband. So I think they'll probably go in this year for Mania. Because Taker's not in yet. He'll go in. He's officially he's completely retired. Um, And I could see Lay Cool going in together.
3: Are you kidding me?
0: It's WWE's uh, Hall of Fame, not the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. If it's the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, clearly Layla
2: L is not going in. Sorry, Layla. Not that you weren't entertaining. So if it was the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, a lot of WWE people wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Precisely <laughs> my point. But for WWE's, you know, Hall of Fame, I think they'd put Leco cool in there.
3: Well, if they go in, they definitely elevate Coco Beware status in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and the Bellas. No, no, I'm cool with the Bellas.
0: Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> that, let's just identify that right now. <clears throat> Not, wait, wait a second. I'm cool <laughs> with Nikki. Not so much brief. The funniest part of maybe the whole night was was listening to Brian and Rob go in and just nonstop pick on my wife about how much Nikki and Pre Bella is better than my wife's favorite Shayna Games, Baszler.
3: <laughs> Y'all were I a mean, you know, loser. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nikki was the longest
2: running Divas champion ever. If it hadn't have been for people like Nikki Bella and Brie Bella, there would be no Shayna base
3: Yeah, if if Nia Jax
2: hadn't been there to hold her hand, she would have been tag champ. Lord Jesus, help us! <laughs> the only reason she got that tag belt's because Nia Nia carried that team, carried oh the God. whole
3: team,
0: did
2: all oh the work. work. <laughs>
0: This is what it was for thirty-five minutes. <laughs> wow. Because her and my, her and my daughter were, were with us and my son and we were all watching together and every chance they had oh no Nikki Bella's like top top tier top level. She's so much better than she and and you could just hear and you guys know, it. you could hear just in her voice, no, no, that's not true. Like, it just got inst- even further, even closer, even closer. I think just one to... of the
2: best comments was when Brian says, I'm going to write Shayna Baszler's name on my trash can, because that's what she's good for. <laughs> but then well, what was it, like, every time we said something, then your wife got mad at you, saying, I'm going to take back one take of your some wrestling my... figures.
0: Yeah, she's going to burn my wrestling figures, melt them down, which is environmentally not friendly, just Thought I'd put that out there. And
2: that's a good way to get kicked out of living arrangements.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the old landlord might not like that too much. Why is there a smelling of burnt plastic and rubber? I don't it
2: wasn't me. We only burn the highest quality Chinese rubber.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jess.
2: Where's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlotte Flair comes out, and
0: Charlotte's thing into this whole story was that she wanted to be the first champion to win the Royal Rumble and pick her own challenger.
2: I don't. Th- I agree with Brian. And I realized <laughs> as I said that nobody knows what Brian said, but <laughs> right.
0: I love. Um, See, that's one of my pauses. That was great, Brian. Um, that was good. I was also yawning.
3: Nikki's the goat.
0: That's what he agrees with.
2: <laughs> Greatest well, of all Brian the times. said that. Brian had said that he doesn't believe that any champion should be in the rumble which I feel like is right like I I don't feel like if you have the belt Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be in the rumble or I feel like if you put if you go if you enter the rumble then whoever eliminates you wins your title Well, not not so much
3: that the person that eliminates you but put the title on the line for the rumble I wouldn't have a problem with that that's kind of cool
2: no. But like go in number one and let's see.
3: Cause like I could eliminate the champ, win the title, eliminate myself and walk away with the title. Which would be something you know, like our truth would do or something.
0: I'm I'm I would love to see this take place. <laughs> this, this just keeps getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I, I'm already bored of Charlotte Flair as it is, and, and it's just I can't get behind what she does. I don't – this is not for me. Um. So I don't know why they insist on going down the same path over and over again. I know. I know. It's WWE. I get it. But it just feels like so redundant. Then we we, we start going into this, this routine where every person that comes out, oh, it's a legend. Yay. Alicia Fox. Not a legend. I'm not really – I mean, look, Alicia A Fox wasn't horrible. Legend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Superstar, but I don't know if I'd call her legend. Yeah. Maybe the coolest highlight would be Mickey James coming out with the Knockouts title. That was cool. Listed I think she as, had
2: – Go ahead. Like, she was – they not only let her come out with the title, but they, they had the – you know, the graphic said that she was and that they, loved, yep. they actually showed the belt, you know? Yeah. Something that's never been done on WWE since the Rock and Roll Express and Smoky Mountain. And and in
0: all all truth, I mean, that was so cool. And yes, it does show that WWE, at least in one way, shape, or form, was willing to work with another company. And that's cool. Uh, mm -mm. And they gave her a decent run in the Rumble, I thought.
3: So So, so now you're going to go all goo-goo. Right, because the WWE is
0: oh stop. There's the no goo goo. I'm saying they Go-goo, worked with another company. You're now. such a bobblehead. Everything that you say, it's ah ah WWE. Oh, that's everything I say. Everything you're the you one say. Dashing the WWE right now. Uh, you know, I I warned you. I'm calling Danhausen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> you're not, you're not being very nice or very evil right
2: now. <laughs> I mean, I agree that they gave her a good run in the Rumble. Um, They could have done more to, I mean, they could have done more with the Forbidden Door, you know?
0: Oh, well, of course.
2: Um, Yes. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I thought it was something, like I said before, it's something you haven't seen on WWE television now. Does it even come close to what AEW did? No, right. But is it in WWE terms and in WWE life? Is it leaps and bounds? Like, is it something that we never thought we'd see? You know,
0: yeah. It's as close as WWE will ever get to using the forbidden door.
2: Oh, I think I think that's it. I think that was that was, that was that was the the shot. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. the only time you're going to see somebody else is when they have a different owner. Now, I will say Seth Rollins is getting right up there with, like, Seth Rollins and his wife's closet are going to look like Maurice's with all these jackets. and. Rob is uh, still watching Raw, I take it. <clears throat> well, I'm almost caught up, and then normally what happens when I'm on Raw, watch Raw, I watch until I catch up, and then I turn it off and watch something else, and then I don't ever go back, so.
0: Hey, that's what a lot of people do when they watch it. You're not alone,
2: Rob. <laughs> but I am sa I am miffed because I missed Wednesday. Not going into it because I know we're we're on Rumble right. But I missed Wednesday because, since for some reason, my DVR is not recording it.
0: Oh, so you missed? Oh, well, Brian and I will just be the ones that get to celebrate. Yep. All right. That's okay. That's all right. We're going to continue to zip through the rumble here because we don't want to – we want to do like they did for the men's rumble and just speed through it. Um, mm-hmm. Lita came out. I thought she had an okay run in there. She looked – there's a word, word going around that, Rob, I think you told us on Saturday. She has a part-time deal? Who? Lita?
2: Yes. Like, Lita is – I mean, she's come out and said that she she has one run left in her. Hmm. And she wants to be the champ. There again, um, I, I wonder if that's
0: really um, going to be beneficial and how they'll, how she will be able to hang with some of them. But it's kind of cool to see a few matches out of that. I mean, she, I think she would have an okay match with Charlotte. I don't know if it will be great. But well, who knows? Maybe she shocks us all. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else is for as mystery entrance. Uh, Molly Holly had a decent, uh, surprise there. Um, Hey, we I did agree. get a, I was about to I was just get ready to say we did get a cool return for ivory where she came out in her right to censor gimmick where she had the microphone the whole time. And, um, I, Rhea Ripley is the one that got her out. She, she did a gorilla press, put her on the apron She's still talking to her, telling her that she's embarrassed. And then, boom, she gets eliminated. So that was pretty funny. I'll give him that. All right, keeping it moving. Summer Rae comes running to the ring, screaming, F you. Fuck you, Natalia. Fuck you. Like, the whole time she's sprinting down to the ring.
2: Like, what the hell? Accentuating her Botox and her, you know, she had bangs.
0: I hope that she made more money off of her Bitcoin donation than she did off of the WWE return because, uh, you know, she didn't really she didn't really do anything. It wasn't exactly like it was the worst thing ever. But again, superstar, maybe legend, definitely not. Uh, The Bellas came out. Brian and Rob continued to harass my wife, which was hilarious. I think that was the funnier part than the whole rumble. Um, Shayna Baszler comes out at number 30. Ronda Rousey came out at number 28. And it was Lita, Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey, and Shayna Baszler.
2: Shayna Uh
0: I'm sorry, no. Bianca Belair instead of uh, Lita. My mistake. Anyway... The winner becomes Ronda Rousey. I am, uh, yep, I will accept all checks and ACH transactions, credit cards, payments for my successful prediction of the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. I said it last week, and I said it Saturday night before they started. Ronda Rousey was going to win, and woo! (laughs) Ha 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 I was right. I'm only going to celebrate now because their match at the Rumble going to, or WrestleMania is going to suck balls.
2: Who do you think actor. she's challenging?
0: Charlotte. I think the the plan for the Rumble is going to be Becky and Bianca Belair for the Raw title and Charlotte and Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown title. You mean Dewdrop don't get a rematch? Uh, Dewdrop shouldn't even get a mention on our show, <laughs> a rematch. That's all I'm going to
2: mention.
0: Oh, that was... Uh, not I like Piper Niven. We'll put it that way. I like Piper Niven. Dewdrop not, not so much. Brian, you can interject anytime you want. I don't want to cut you off, but I'm just assuming by your silence you got nothing to go with.
3: That would be correct.
0: Okay, just making sure. <laughs> um so Becky successfully retains against Dewdrop. Um then we get to Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar where Honestly, this match sucked. I They didn't spend or dedicate any time to it. The build-up was better than the match itself. Hell, the hype package, the video package before the match was better than the match itself. Um, typical Brock match where he tries for the F5 and does German suplexes. Uh, honestly, typical Lashley match where he goes for the spear a million different times and that stupid-ass fool Nelson, which I still think is, is a shit finish. Um, The coolest part of this matchup was, Rob said it earlier, Paul Heyman is at ringside, and all of a sudden, here comes Roman Reigns. And Heyman turns and hands him the belt. I'm glad they did that, but I would have rather that Roman just goes ahead and beats Seth Rollins and still does this instead of doing the DQ finish. It just, to me, that would have made better sense. But it was funny to see... Roman get the best of of Brock in this regard, and getting Heyman to turn. Although I'm pretty sure we all figured it was going to happen. I don't think it was really that big of a secret. Uh, let's see
3: here. The question would be: Is why does he turn now, and not at WrestleMania?
0: That's a good question because it does feel. Um, what's the phrase? Hot shotted. You know, like they no, did it in a rush instead of rather stretching it out.
3: I don't think it's a hot shot. I think they're gonna try for the double reverse at WrestleMania and it's gonna look stupid.
0: Oh my god. You're gonna you think they're gonna try to have him turn again at Mania?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Boy. Yeah, that... And that's how that's how Brock beats Roman. Oh my god. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Please, Shane, no. <laughs> that's who we need to talk to, right? About these things now? So I'll make sure I know who's in charge. <laughs> Uh, we go from uh, the WWE title match to the It Couple versus the Grit Couple. Um, you know, I, I said it Saturday, and I'm trying to be nice about this. I'm glad Beth and Maurice got a moment, you know, to come back and have a match. That being said, Maurice really doesn't need to come back anymore. Be in the be in the corner if you want for Miz. That's fine, but. I think maybe this was maybe this was just her way of closing out her career. Some people might say that that's like kind of mean to say, and I guess I could see that. But at the same time, Maurice truly didn't seem like she was comfortable in the ring. Now she did do some stuff that that looked cool towards the end, and it seemed like she was getting more comfortable. But this entire build up for this, I guess, feud—if this is what qualifies as a feud nowadays—has um, been basically her scared as hell. And Miz just continuing to poke the bear. That's the story. That's it. Instead, we got Edge and Beth Phoenix winning. There again. This does nothing for any of the four of these people. Edge beat Miz. Great. Everyone is beaten Miz. That doesn't matter. <laughs> sorry, Miz. Not sorry. It, it just it didn't matter. Nobody cares.
4: Hmm.
0: Maybe it should have been on Raw. Maybe they should have just done that on Raw. I don't know. And believe it or not, just like we sped through most of the card, guess what we're at now? Standing, we at the Men's Rumble? Well, yes, we're at the Men's Rumble. Brian, can we talk about the story now? No. You want to wait until we whatever get to that you, part of the Whatever rumble? you want to do. We'll, you want we'll to. wait till we get to that part of the Rumble. Makes sense. Number one and number two for the Men's Rumble. AJ Styles is number one. Intercontinental champion Shinsuke Nakamura is number two. You would think this gives us a great opportunity to see these guys go at it. Instead, Nakamura gets knocked off the uh knocked over the top rope way early, and we end up seeing people like Ridge Holland, who maybe in a couple years will be a great star right now, not so much. Austin Theory, again, same principle. Eh, fair star, but I don't know that it really matters. Bobby Roode comes to the ring, has an opportunity to go back and forth with AJ, gets eliminated way too early. Makes no sense why how they've shuffled Bobby Roode down to so far down the ladder. Um, can't even call it surprise entrant. I guess you can call it celebrity entrant. Um, Johnny Knoxville comes to the ring um, and, and has some funny spots, but again... This races by, um, and the when the rumble first started, it was every two minutes. Every two minutes, you get another entrant. Then at one point in '95, they went to 90 seconds, and then in '96, they went to 60 seconds, and in and 2022, they, it went to 30 seconds. Yeah, right back to 30 seconds, and good lord, it flew by. <coughs> And all we could figure was that they knew that they were coming up on, you know, the end of pay-per-view time because it started at about 11, 20, 1120, Um, and they obviously wanted to make sure that the finish got in there and God, did they beat us up with that? Uh, Omos comes to the ring, proves to us why he is definitely not the second coming of Andre, the giant. Um,
2: you know, he, beats up. He's not, a couple even people. The first, he's not even the second coming of Elegante. Ooh, ouch. Not the Yeti. The Yeti. Oh no, that was Ron Beast. My bad.
0: Um he eliminates Dawkins. He uh eliminates uh Ford. Uh by the way, Montez Ford still has one of the best looking frog splashes in the business. Um oh and Johnny Knoxville does take like a, a slew of everybody's finishers. He takes the stunner, he takes the frog splash um, he gets, uh, a, a chop from Omos. He, it was just a lot of people beating him up. Baron Corbin comes out and so does Riddick Moss. That silence you're hearing, that was the fan reaction too. They didn't give a damn. Yeah. Uh, Seamus comes out after Ridge Holland gets eliminated again. People in factions and tag teams don't get a chance to really intermingle except for the Street Profits. Everybody else just kind of shits the bed. Rick Boogs come out, has a, I don't know, I guess, a fair showing. Sticks his thumb up one of the guys' ass as he's doing that one-handed gorilla press slam that looked incredibly uncomfortable. Um,
2: He's a waste of space.
0: You know, I like him as like a, a hype man for Shinsuke, but he just doesn't... I gotta agree with you. He doesn't do anything for me as far as like, wow, this guy could be a star. He just looks very like creative wrestler number twenty three kind of guy.
2: I, I go back to like, who was it the kid? Oh, Austin Theory came out with his like his phone, you know? Yeah. Showing everybody, oh look how pretty I am! And I remember made the comment that night. I said, nobody who's had that gimmick has ever done anything. I mean, it goes back for as far as like Adrian Adonis, you know, Brick um, Model Martell, Tyler Breeze, Fandango. And then he comes out with his phone taking selfies and it's like, it's stupid. And then you got this guy coming out and it's like even dumber.
0: I mean, it's right up there with Madcap Moss, who tells just some of the shittiest jokes on the side of
2: the planet. And. Madcap Moss and Happy Corbin. Ugh. Come on. Go back to what you were when you first came. Shave your head. Still wear your punk metal stuff. Mm-hmm. And do do have that gimmick. I mean, it's just like... That was legit. I like that Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. The Lone Wolf or whatever he was called. This, idiot, idiot, This is stupid. Five years ago...
0: Five years ago, Baron Corbin was still in, by your description, kind of the rock and roller punk punk gear kind of thing. And you said multiple times, this was right after the SmackDown Live and Raw draft, that he had tons of potential. Five years ago, that's what we had that conversation. And here we are now watching what I guess is a a, a pairing of the 1920s Oh, look at that. There's Madcap Moss. He's just a funny, funny guy. And Happy Corbin, he won money in Las Vegas. He is super happy, too. Like, that's, that's what I'm crappy hearing. crappy
2: Corbin and dipshit, whatever. <laughs> it's
0: just like, what in the hell?
2: Yeah, maybe
0: they need to switch from marijuana to, to heroin or something. I don't know. Get better
2: drugs, guys. Jesus. Um, Obviously, the WWE does not have a vision plan. So, their insurance is horrible.
0: Yeah, Moss eliminated AJ Styles. Why? Like, what the? Anyway, uh, Drew McIntyre comes to the ring um, for his surprise return. So that was surprise number two, Brian. Actually, that might be surprise number one. No, that is surprise number one, Drew, because he wasn't announced for the Rumble. He was out hurt. Um, He eliminates Moss, eliminates Corbin, then beats the piss out of them on the outside. They get him back in the ring. They start brawling, and Kofi Kingston, remember when we said last week that somebody was going to try that stupid ass Flores lava moment? Hey, Kofi, how'd that work out for you, buddy? Jumps from <laughs> from the uh, apron to try to stop himself on the side of the railing and instead smashes his face in the top of that barrier. <laughs> his both feet smack the ground, and then he, he tries so hard. I give him credit. He did try. To kind of disguise it, as he quickly pulls his feet up, and like the, the announcers are all kind of scrambling to go. I don't, I don't think he was eliminated. He's, he's still in. I can't believe it. And they're like, wait, let's look at the the replay that we just showed. But we don't weren't, we didn't tell anybody. We're just going to show the replay, and then they're all like, Well, yep. Sorry, Kofi. Better luck next year. You can just hear well, that.
2: I, I oh shit in their voice. Go that way.
0: No, it wasn't. It was supposed
2: to be another Flores lava kind of moment. You know, I think whoever pushed him off, like, pushed him really hard. Oh, he he was launched <laughs> into that barrier. I mean, he, he
0: comes over, and that was, um was it KO that did it to him? Yes. Yeah. And he just, but, me he... I mean, he didn't, that's
3: Kofi jumping. Yeah. He didn't, KO didn't push him that hard.
0: I mean either way, he just he just misjudged it. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. Because the, the impact of which he hit that
2: barrier was rough. Well that's why I think he when he lost his feet hit is when he was trying to gasp for air mm-hmm. and breathe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and you
0: know, power more power to him. Like I said, I could never do that. So hey, I understand the the attempt. Um Bad Bunny Mystery Entrant number two. Brian, how excited for you or were you for your pick?
3: He wasn't announced at all.
1: Nope.
0: That was your pick, buddy. that's what everybody else said got a decent pop though from the crowd they all like bad bunny he hits the canadian destroyer excuse me the bunny destroyer my bad um and then gets the snot knocked out of him by literally everybody which was again kind of funny then he hides on the He hides at the bottom rope kind of clings to the corner the turnbuckle um and just hides there then we get to a man who uh We will only find out today that uh, how much of a stir this guy's entry into the Rumble really caused. Uh, Shane McMahon, at number 28, hits the ring and just starts unloading on everybody. Um, Now, it says here in a recap I'm reading that it says the fans were chanting, you still got it. I don't think that's true. The fans popped for the music, he gets to the ring, but I don't think they were chanting anything
2: at him that what he doesn't
0: have it. I, I mean, I appreciate the respect they're trying to show to a guy, but yeah, I'm, I'm, they weren't chanting anything for that. Um, psh, the the story broke today when it comes to Shane McMahon and, and the chain, by the way, just lays into everybody beats up on, on KO beats up or tries to get involved with Big E Um. Tries to get mixed up with Drew McIntyre and just, I mean, House of Fire. It's the Shane McMahon show. He eliminates Kevin Owens um, and then, you know, starts to really draw some crowd energy. Randy Orton comes to the ring at number 29. Brock Lesnar comes out at number 30. They say to a huge pop, no, the crowd booed. They booed loudly. Um... Because as soon as Brock's music hit, it was, oh, this is bullshit. And you're in Randy Orton's hometown. So the crowd's like, nah, this is collectively the worst thing ever.
2: I um, love that TikTok that we had, that somebody Brian oh, showed. Yeah, Brian shared so the guy's that. guy's like, here it is, number 30. Who is it? And the guy's like. Fuck no, this is bullshit.
0: Oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. He tries to clean it up real quick for TikTok, like TikTok's gonna take him down. <laughs> oh oh sorry, sorry. But he just keeps saying it's bullshit. I think everybody felt that way. Now there's two there's two conflicting stories that, that come out about the men's rumble. Well not conflicting, but two interesting stories. First and foremost, um, Brock Lesnar as of leading into last night, a uh, Saturday night was not the selected winner. The going story is that Matt Riddle was supposed to be the person that was going to win the rumble. But fast forward to Saturday night, and this is where the other story comes into play, Shane McMahon hits the ring at number 28 like we said, really, really just is. Bullying his way around the ring, we come to find out, Brian, you you told me about this, and I it took some looking, but I found the stories here. Apparently, Shane not only was responsible for the production and the writing of this matchup, but apparently, pff, people backstage are pissed at how how over he pushed himself.
3: Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, all the stories are, are on stories, but a lot of places that's what they're reporting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean PW
0: P- 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 Insider, noDQ.com, ringside news. Um, I'm sure FIFA Select will pick up on the story at some point. Uh, basically put, Shane McMahon was producer and lead writer for the men's Royal Rumble match, and there's a ton of heat on him today for it. We were told that Shane was fighting everyone. Booking himself to be one of the last ones out, and he has the entire locker room really, really angry. Um, there was one point where Seth Rollins was expected to be part of the, of the Royal Rumble. Um, again, like I said just a second or two ago, they were talking about Matt Riddle winning the Rumble, which is interesting to me because Matt Riddle really hasn't been positioned in the last year and a half as a single superstar. He's really been tagging with Randy Orton these, that whole time. So that wouldn't have made any damn sense. But hey, true to form. WWE proves why even one of their biggest events of the year, one of the big four, quote unquote, um, just fell way, way short. Just not a good night for sports entertainment
2: at all. Well, I mean, I had seen something that was leaked a week a couple weeks before. It was saying that AJ Styles was projected to be the winner Mm -hmm. and Moose was supposed to be a surprise entrance, you know? So now granted, it's just one of those things you see all the time that, you know, I guess that goes back to the, Oh my God, it's going to be Kenny Omega kind of crap. But, um, I mean now knowing that Shane McMahon was the lead writer and the head of the the men's rumble, it makes sense that there was no continuity, no flow and no, no, no wow factor. You know, the only wow factor was, Oh my God, he got to come out at what? 29, 28, Mm -hmm. you know? And everybody had the exact same reaction. Why? You know, it goes back to Brian's comments about the women in the, the, some of the women in the women's rumble, like as it's different, but I mean, why, why do you have Kelly Kelly? Why do you have Molly Holly? You know, unless you're going to do a story where Molly Holly fights Nikki Mm ASH as the true superhero of WWE, you know, what's the point of having them in the rumble? There's no point to having Shane McMahon in the rumble. You know, it's just like having Johnny Knoxville and bad bunny in the rumble. You know, makes no sense. Oh, it
3: makes perfect sense because guess who's supposedly down entrant in the elimination chamber? Bad Bunny. Shame oh, McMahon. no. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Yeah. Just saw the report. Shane McMahon it, is supposed to be in the elimination chamber.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, Triple H and Stephanie need to let Shane McMahon play in the warehouse. So he can play with the belts in there and leave the rest of the wrestling to the real professionals. Wow! Just because you own the, but I mean that goes back to he owns the company. His dad owns the company, like you know.
0: Talk about lunatics running the damn asylum! Holy shit! Shane now in the in the damn elimination chamber. Let me guess: Shane is is gonna eliminate like three guys.
2: <laughs> and then I mean, and then what thing? Miraculously, it would be an equivalent of Tony Khan putting himself in the casino battle royale, and he's booked for WrestleMania 38. Holy
0: shit! Who do you think he's going to go against? Triple
2: Nose. Oh my gosh! Yep, that uh... they'll probably take someone like Kevin Owens. Or AJ Styles, legit guys that could could have good matches, and they'll put him in a bullshit match with him.
0: We've already seen those guys go against him, though. Kevin Owens one year, AJ Styles another year. Ah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, okay. I'll ask the the stupid question. Hey, guys, how would you grade the Royal Rumble 2022?
2: It was nice of them to have Saturday Night's Main Event back.
0: (laughs) Uh, No, Saturday Night's Main Event used to be good. That's that's funny.
2: At least the promos on Saturday Night's Main Event made it entertaining. Very true. Where else could
0: you get Hillbilly Jim versus somebody? (laughs) Uh, Brian. I guess this uh just reestablished your your solid faith, which I can't say that I would doubt anymore on this. <laughs> that you made a smart call by not watching WWE anymore.
3: I don't think it's a smart call, but I mean, you know when you when you're watching a car wreck, unless you're really sadistic animal you're probably going to turn away
0: sooner or later i mean even even after a while you you eventually pass it with the car and you can't see it anymore
3: yeah well i guess that's kind of where i'm at i'm not looking to watch this car wreck
0: mania is is gonna be a shit show there's there's no doubt in my mind. That Mania is going to be, uh, it's just going to be as much of a flaming hot mess as theirs as their sign was.
3: But the last two manias have been janked up.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's been a lot of just unsavory, unsightly shit that has happened. Um, at at both, yeah, last two WrestleMania 36. I mean. Take it for what it was. It was uh, an attempt at WrestleMania with no crowd. Um, and then, of course, last year where we had Night 1, which was pretty decent, and Night 2, which was pretty not. It's a good way to shoot yourself in the foot, or as uh, CM Punk would call it, <laughs> yeah, Night 1 of a four, buy one, get one extravaganza. <laughs> and that could really be happening.
2: I, I don't know what their ticket sales look like just yet sure we'll hear about I it. I think it's dumb. I understand why they did two nights during the pandemic, like I said before. I understand. You wanted to give the fans something because you they couldn't be there in person and have the extraordinary extravaganza that is the in WrestleMania. But last year, like Brian has said several times, you're just you're trying to give everybody a WrestleMania moment when you don't need to. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of having four good matches on each night we'll do one card with eight matches and call it good stop recapping every, the last six months in front of in, in between every damn match you know we don't need to know the build up and the payoff of every match every time like you have the pre show for a reason and the people watching your program should have enough knowledge you do it once and you're done you know? But.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't even know if there's... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm quiet because I don't know how to properly describe it outside of just the, the shit show that it was. And, I, and I, I try pretty hard to be as fair as I can. I just don't know that there's any way to describe it. It's just... Um, it was good. It was a lot of fun to hang out, into <laughs> to joke around and 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 make fun. That was, I guess, was the best to way to sum together. up Saturday. It was, yeah, it was, it was. All right. So why don't we why don't we talk about a, a true grade? Grade
2: would be incomplete.
0: Yeah, I, I couldn't even grade it. Does F minus is that exist? F minus.
2: No. No. 'Cause once you get to F, it's an F no matter what. So
0: <laughs> This would have been a good opportunity for them to really, you know, hit it out of the park and show people they're taking WrestleMania seriously, but honestly, they just instead they went the opposite direction and they said, Hey, you like controlled chaos? So do we <laughs> here's, Maybe we'll
2: have here's the four awesome hours advantage. They will have the awesome advantage of them having WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And during WrestleMania, the CEO of Disney comes out going, welcome to Disneyland. No. Um.
0: It's funny you say that. WWE did sign a deal with uh, Disney Plus to stream their uh, their action starting at WrestleMania in, uh, I want to say it's India.
2: and in different countries that don't, yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe this is the oh. beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the of the buyout. It's it would have to be a company like Disney or, or Fox that buys WWE. It, it's not going to be anybody smaller.
2: Uh, huh.
0: it it won't be Eric Bischoff and Fusion Media. We'll put it to you that
2: way. Now would Santina Morala be a, a Disney princess at that point? <laughs>
0: Son of a bitch. Does Alina get it for Queen of the Ring? Uh, (laughs) I'm just saying. Uh, So we go from a sports entertainment bomb to, uh, hey, uh, a Wednesday night dynamite that, honestly, pay-per-view quality show. Um, Started off super hot on Beach Break with Sammy Guevara and Cody Rhodes in a ladder match for the undisputed TNT Championship. Um, And these guys, damn... You you talk about a way to start the show. Everyone should take notes because this is how you do it. If you're going to start a show with a title match, this is how you do it. Because, damn, I mean, both of these guys just put it out there. I really went nuts for um, Sammy hitting that cutter off the top of the damn ladder. I mean, it, it was picture perfect. They landed flush. And, uh, honestly, I actually thought maybe Cody was hurt. Because of the way they landed. I mean, it was it was just a great matchup. And it was fast.
3: I mean, but look at who you got. You got Cody and Sammy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. I still don't understand why Fuego got involved. I know he's Sammy's friend. But. I mean, is that it? Is that every time that Sammy wrestles Cody, we're just going to see Fuego randomly run down there? Hey, I'll help you. I got you, Sammy. Come on.
3: He'll probably call Sammy one day.
0: Well, probably. I mean, it would have been cool to see him, you know, maybe show some support to Fuego Dos. Just saying.
3: Mm. He probably doesn't even know who Dos is. Those luchadors they take that very serious. <laughs> oh, well now they take it seriously.
0: Excuse me. I guess La Parka 5 and 12 or Riano 5 and 12 weren't available. I still question why we do a beach break in Cleveland. Where's the beach in Cleveland?
2: And it's the middle of winter.
0: Yeah, literally, when they do their outside promos and, and they're all, like, bundled up with hat and gloves and everything, I'm like, uh, huh? <laughs> what?
2: That'd be like doing Winter is Coming in July.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we're, hey, we're live at Disney World. Welcome to Winter is Coming. Uh, <laughs> hmm. No, <laughs> that doesn't work. The promo with Team Taz outside, they talk about Jay Lethal. Is Lethal signed to an official deal? I know they did the graphic, but what is his contract status? Either one of you know? Okay. I don't know either.
3: Um, I'm pretty sure they said he was signed.
0: Full
4: time?
3: Well, I mean, he's no, no different than anybody else. He can wrestle other places, but AEW comes first.
0: Well, the the buildup, I guess, is for Starks and Jay Lethal on Rampage. Um, we'll get to Rampage here in just a moment. Um, but Hobbs talking about how he wanted to have a rematch with Dante Martin. Wardlow has a handicap match against... Elijah Dean and James Alexander to <clears throat> enhancement talents. Um, just demolishes both guys. Hits power bomb after power bomb. Just a great, great little uh, moment for the, the hometown guy. I honestly, I didn't know Wardlow was from Cleveland. Honestly, I thought Wardlow was from the UK. I don't know why because he's never spoke with a British accent. But For some reason, I thought he was from the UK.
2: <laughs> I always thought it was found under a rock.
0: That's a big rock. That's a really big rock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matchup that I missed, actually. I'm not sure what was going on while this was happening, but Jericho, Santana, and Ortiz against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. I know the storyline that was put together for this was the inner circle has, excuse me, Chris Jericho has held back. Santana and Ortiz, costing them opportunities for the tag titles. Um, and they felt like they could do it themselves. So that was the build. Brian, what can you tell me about this match?
3: Um, What do you want to know? I don't even remember who won. So. Well, I, mean, that, I, I don't okay. remember me putting on socks this morning, so.
0: Wow. I mean, I'm sure I had them. That's good. That's but, good. Got to keep your feet warm. Uh, says here, Jericho and... Huh? What do you want to know? Uh, well, obviously, there wasn't anything that stood out to you right away about the match, or else you'd have brought it up. But that was really what I was trying to get, because I, did, I didn't see the match. I'm not even trying to, trying to guesstimate it at it. I didn't see it. So, I didn't know if it was good or bad or indifferent.
3: Um... I don't know. I, I don't remember it too well. Apparently, Might have been a lot
0: of picture-in-picture. Picture. Maybe. Ma- I don't know. Maybe it was. Maybe that's why I, maybe that's why I don't remember it either, because I know I was right there in the living room TV on, so I don't know. Um, it says here Jericho and Santana and Ortiz win, where Jericho hits a Judas effect, setting up the pinfall, but one of uh, Santana Ortiz actually took the pin. Um, and that was it. They didn't leave together. So it looks like they're furthering this. I'm going to guess and say that when Eddie comes back, we're going to see Ortiz and Santana go with Kingston and the inner circle will officially start to splinter up.
3: I guess mm, it will. Hopefully, maybe. Yeah. Or they can just be like the pinnacle and just go their separate ways anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see that, too. If they just don't really do an ending, they just kind of let them go do their own thing and then just treat it like they're... Oh, well, they were in the pinnacle together. That makes sense. I could see that. Um, They build up for Hangman Page against Lance Archer in a Texas death match. Funniest part of that whole thing is uh, Page's reaction to when they announce that he's in the Texas death match. It's like, what the hell? (laughs) He is... Can't give enough credit to him for his, his facial expressions when, when stuff gets announced.
3: Yeah, that was uh, that was quite funny. It reminds, what? Me.
0: yeah, exactly. Like, wow, what? I'm not doing that. <laughs> it was just it was well set up. I, I like his reactions. Um, I know some people have been saying that they don't feel that his title run has has been very good, but I would I would tell them the same thing that. Honestly, that Brian told me uh, when Omega's title reign first started. You got to give it some time. I mean, this guy j- only won the title what, a month and a half ago. Let's give him a chance to to get some more defenses under his belt. And let's be real. Lance Archer's not winning the title. They could surprise us, but I don't see him doing it. I think they're setting this up for another major move like MJF or hell, maybe Punker or Danielson. Maybe Danielson gets another shot. I don't know. but I, I, for those thinking that at this point that it's, you know, it's time to take the belt off of Adam page. I just think that that's too soon. And I think what AEW has proven is that if you, if you can be patient with their, with their build up, the payoff is worth it.
3: Well, I mean, you only the only other champion you can compare him to is the guy that, you know, wrestles six times out the year. So he's almost a third of the way to catching Roman from last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And he's two months into his title reign.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just it was super early in his reign. I feel like you you do this guy no favors by, by questioning his ability to have a solid title reign. Uh, in this situation, you've got to be able to put a, put a build up. You've got to be able to do something with him and I mean they've been they've been setting up a lot of different stories already just to try to lead in so give these things time to flesh out I mean the the same things that people said about WWE for years which some of it did pan out most of it didn't but you have to give if you're going to say that for them you got to say the same for AEW and I think that's where you know give this guy a chance to have his reign breathe a little bit and put him in there with with MJF and a couple pay-per-views from here not at revolution because that's obviously not where they're headed, but maybe it is. Who knows? Um, they start building for Jurassic express and private party to have a match, uh, on rampage. Then we get to CM punk having a, uh, having a confrontation with MJF and basically demanding a fight, um, with MJF, Right then and there. And then we see the Pinnacle come back together as a group. And collectively beat the dog shit out of CM Punk for at least five minutes. Which was brutal. Does CM Punk have no friends? Like, nobody helps these guys ever in these beatdowns. Like, damn it. As a punk fan, I was like, come on. Can we stop smacking him with the chair? Can, can some have a referee come down? Somebody just like, hey, he's going to die. <laughs> you know, you're stretching him. Don't kill the guy. You know, I don't know. Something.
3: But the question would be is who would be his friend? Lee uh, Moriarty? Darby? That, I like, no, it, I get the dig with, with Lee Moriarty. <laughs> no, that, it, it's not, it's not funny, a dig, but... but I mean, it would have to be somebody that's involved with the Pinnacle. You Is see what I'm else saying? It would make no sense for Darby and Sting to come down. Well, no, actually, that might have made a little sense considering they were all in the tag team just, what, two weeks ago?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that would have made sense. It, even if it's just to run them off. Not to get into a brawl, but, like, we're going to save our friend, you know, something. But and, and I get it. AEW does try to go down a different path. They try not to do the whole, this is the obvious trope of what we're going to do. and We're going to see his friends run down to save the day. No, they set it up where, hey, he's going to get the shit beat out of him. And he's he going to no really friends. have to come up from behind. And, and maybe that's the point. Maybe they're building it towards this is where he turns heel. He's like, nobody helped me. I got the crap beat out of me because of all of you because I tried to do it what would it take to make you guys happy and that didn't work. Maybe that's what they're building to.
2: Next time he gets mm. beat down, they should beat him down again on dynamite. And like a bunch of the fate a bunch of the good guys run to the end of the tunnel and look and then run back. Oh. Back up the tunnel. Oh. Like, heels run down, they look. Nah. Run back Okay, up.
0: <laughs> That's that's funny and that's cruel. That would be messed up TV. <laughs> they just come out to the ape. They come out to the aisle. They look from the tunnel. Oh, it's Punk. And they just turn around and walk away. <laughs> like, damn, Rob, don't don't give them that idea. That'll be brutal.
3: <laughs> but why would you flip them heel? They're, they're top heavy heel wise.
2: They're gonna do and it Cody eventually. I don't know so. that I'd
0: do it now. Now, okay.
3: Uh, I
2: don't See? know, Cody. <laughs> And the only one this. that saves him is Cody. <laughs> I'm not you. I'm not face. I'm a winner. So I see him punk.
0: I am curious what happens next with Cody. I really am because like he just lost this big big ladder match. Um, you know. Oh wait, in, in his, what's that?
3: He didn't he didn't bury Sammy Guevara. He lost to Sammy Guevara.
0: Yeah, he, he didn't, didn't bury. Him. What do you know? Mm-hmm. Guy in thinking. charge. Guy in charge allows creative, and hey, makes this guy looks good in the process. The Everyone internet can be marks. A that's <laughs> called in <writing laughs> wrestling. I agree. I agree. I, I get where you're going on that. You're absolutely right.
2: That was. This just... is the point in the show where the bobbleheads need to change their spring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's
0: another T-shirt, Rob. Bobblehead <laughs> on the front, and on the back, change your spring. Pro Wrestling Tees will be hitting you up soon. Uh, MJF and CM Punk is booked for this week, by the way, this Wednesday. Um, all right. Punk is undefeated. MJF has a loss on his record. MJF has to win, right? Or does this just.
3: It, it's it, not going to happen.
0: I think it's just he it gets a crap beat out of him and never gets to the ring?
3: It does. It's not going to happen. One way or the other. Hook or by crook, it's not going to
0: happen. Because remember, this week's uh, Dynamite's in Chicago. It would make perfect sense for them to not let it happen. Hit the music, he doesn't come to the ring. Hit the music again, still doesn't come to the ring. Cue the running cameraman and there's Punk laid out. Or Punk being beaten up while MJF's like, what happened? And he's beaten up by people in masks. It's an MJF thing to do. I could see that see that happening.
2: I wonder if their merch table is going to be bigger in in Chicago since the companies are like right down the street.
0: I sure hope so.
2: You know, be like yeah. the NASCAR races where they have different trailers outside. Here's the MJF trailer. Here's the, the Punk trailer.
3: So, yeah, I just don't – I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's – they know that's pay-per-view match.
4: hmm
3: And they're just going to tease us the whole time until the pay-per-view. And then they'll get, like, uh, it's in a steel cage or something.
0: Jeez. Boy, talk about fast-forward to, like, a ending of a feud. If they did a steel cage, like, right out of the gate. I guess well, you – well, yeah. It makes sense, though, because if you've had outside interference – Uh, I I mean, just because they haven't, like,
3: locked horns or whatever, that doesn't mean the feud hadn't taken place. And if this is, you know, the first time the match is booked, you know, uh, you get jumped from behind or something, and the match doesn't take place. The only other way to finish it is then with, you know, uh, a stipulation that keeps everybody else away. Well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you have to admit, for them two never locking horns, this has been one of the most entertaining feuds we've seen in a long time.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the complete from the very beginning where they, they took those verbal barbs at each other, comparing, you know, MJF to Miz and talking about Punk as PG Punk. I mean, the the whole buildup for it has been good. So, I, what you're saying makes sense. Yeah, it's it's you can't say the feud hasn't necessarily taken place because they've been going at it back and forth on the microphone for as long as they have. So that's a fair, that's a fair point. Um, revolution is booked for March 6th, uh, in Orlando, Florida. We've got 28 days, 20, uh, 30 days, roughly, you know, a little bit more than that, but we've got a month between now and then to get to revolution. Um, so it would make sense to have Punk Oh, actually it would make sense to have Punk stretchered out
3: or MJF no show oh oh my flight was cancelled I really wanted to be there yeah Punk is such Punk is so dirty he got my flight my seats changed you know whatever
0: and then of course at some point throughout the night
3: after MJF comes
0: out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. After MJF, you know, and the match is a no contest because it didn't happen. How come MJF to beat up Punk? That would be all right. So that's good TV. There we go. We're just we're just booking on the fly here, folks. I beat you. Yeah, Tony comes <laughs> right.
3: out. You screwed the fans. You screwed the company. I'm going to screw you. Send Hook at the pay per view. You and Punk in a steel cage. If you don't show, you're fired. Outside interference, you're fired. You want to go work WWE so bad, here's a chance.
2: Oh. That, and don't good. worry, if you want to go there, you'll get used to being screwed. So, go ahead.
0: <laughs> you'll be back in three months. <laughs> don't worry. Um, after they book for... It's
2: uh, not AEW 2.0 either, so... <laughs>
0: You're talking about brighter lights, more rainbows. <laughs> uh, after Punk and um, MJF are booked in Chicago, we get a message from the acclaimed from Mox, which uh, I would never want to be the one shit-talking Mox. Uh, Jade Cargill. This was a segment of the night, I think, as far as like backstage stuff. So, Shivani's backstage with Griff Garrison and Julia Hart. And he's talking to them about, you know, hey, Julia, how you feeling? How Griff... What's your plan going forward? And before we get any kind of answers, in walks smart Mark Sterling, who I think might be one of my favorite non-wrestling characters in AEW. As he comes in with a neck brace and he's got this contract in his hand. And he says, Julia Hart, you know, we've picked you. You're the big winner to be the next challenger for Jade Cargill for the TBS championship. And Garrison's like, ah, Julia, you know, I don't know. You shouldn't do that. You're not quite ready yet. And she's like, back off. I can fight my own battles. And Sterling says just one of the coolest lines. He's like, you know, just make sure you uh, cross your T's and uh, don't forget to dot the I's. It was just, it was, it was well-timed. It was a good segment. It was fast. It it, it, it made me laugh. It was good stuff.
3: Uh, how did he get his neck? <laughs> Because even it. on BTE, he wears that stupid thing.
0: Did he? Wasn't it GCW? Because he had it on at GCW.
3: Um, you know, maybe it was. God, to be playing it from a different federation, though. That's see, that's forbidden door
0: type shit, right there. Well, and plus that's that's <laughs> that's influence of like Cardona and Myers. You know what I mean? Because yeah, Star- yeah. Sterling's still pretty young in the business. I mean, he's been he's been working with Cardona and Myers for a long time, but as far as His experience individually, he's still kind of a rookie. So, Mm. he's doing good work right now. Um, I mean, let's not forget that when he wrestled, uh, he wrestled Mox. It wasn't exactly a bad showing for a guy that had only really just started maybe a year or two before. Of course, he bumped around like crazy for Mox, but whatever. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Legit Layla Hirsch beat the holy shit out of Red Velvet. Um, velvet, by the way, looked really good in this match. She bumped, she hit her spots. Things were a lot cleaner. She is improving quickly. Um, now if she can just get a little bit more confident on the microphone, her package will be perfect. Like she's getting better every week. Um, Statlander makes the save on this because, uh, Hirsch attacks her from behind, uh, most likely we're going to see Hirsch and Statlander on on uh, Revolution but I I like both but I'm not exactly excited for this feud I'm not exactly excited for this match Mm.
3: that one may not make pay-per-view though maybe the buy-in yeah or a dynamite (laughs)
0: <laughs> the rampage leading in rampage, i don't know yeah yeah, yeah something i mean yeah. it's it's bigger than darker elevation i think i think it would have to be on dynamite or, or rampage at least um I, mean, I
3: i could be wrong both of them have a strong following
0: and and i i like them both and i feel like they're both due for a really good showing i just don't know if it would be against one another i know that sounds bad but i don't mean it like that it's just i'm just not sure it it will work out the way we think <laughs> let's see here. Uh, House of Black with a message for Pack and Death Triangle. Um, death Triangle is more like death duo right now. <laughs> Phoenix still recovering for, uh, um, you know, his arm injury from his tag championship match. So it's just Pac and Penta.
3: But this should bring the third member for the House of Black.
0: Yeah. Um, I still think it's Julia Hart too. I think Julia Hart's the next member, unless it's uh, what's he going by now? Wyndham.
4: God bless.
0: I feel like Wyndham though would be on his own. Like he's big enough where he wouldn't want to be. I don't know. Um, I, it would depend. To me, it depends on what
3: character. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he's, uh, you know, like Cajun, voodoo Bray Wyatt, Mm -hmm. then you'd want him in a group. If he's like a completely different character, you know, separate from The Fiend, separate from Bray Wyatt, then I think he'd be good enough on his own.
0: I mean, yeah, it's going to be an interesting... Thing to see what what one way or the other, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I guess is the best way I could put it. Um, either either way, I think we, we win as fans because you know obviously Wyndham is, you know everybody loves this guy. Wherever he shows up is going to be big news, regardless. Um I for one just hope it's an AEW. I want to see him back on TV all the time. <sighs> Let's see here. Uh, Britt Baker basically has a segment where she brags about how well she's done, talks about um, how the Steelers are better than the Browns. Uh, eh, pretty standard stuff. There really wasn't anything that jumped off the page, but she definitely got the crowd pissed. She did her job. I just didn't see it as building to anything.
3: But it's not there's, I mean, she didn't talk about nobody. Yeah, I mean, it herself. was just to, just to make... It was just to piss the crowd off.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Vicky Guerrero comes out and says, Nyla Rose wants Ruby Soho. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like, uh, whatever. Um, they take uh, a minute to kind of get ready for the main event um, when they remind us that Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson are taking on FTR. I did not see Rampage, so I feel kind of like I'm behind on some of this, um, but we get to the main event, which is the unsanctioned Lights Out match between Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. Hmm. How to start? They've really done a good job with building and building to a Orange Cassidy may not have any shot in hell of beating Adam Cole because of how many times they've beaten the hell out of Adam or out of Orange Cassidy. Just low blow after low blow, uh, you know, kicking him in the back of the head, just doing everything that they could possibly do to this guy. So you knew it was going to have to be something good. And Cassidy has always delivered in big matches. So we knew that it was going to be cool. But it really was a different look at Orange Cassidy, at least at the beginning. He was all business, it was a sign that. If he ever wants to, and I don't think he ever really has to, but if he ever wanted to transition into a more of a serious character, the fans would get behind it, was my impression. Takes the sunglasses off, breaks them like he's 100% zoned in. Um, they go into the brawl, and it's, it's not your typical hands and pockets to start the matchup. It's, we're going to fight, and then they casually get to, or, or gradually get to you know, some of his more comedic parts. But they they sprinkled it in here and there. They made sure it made sense. Um, you know, Red Dragon gets involved. The Bucks got involved. Uh, Yuda, Chuck comes out.
3: Um, well, I don't think Red Dragon got involved. I think it was just the Bucks, wasn't it?
0: Uh, Bobby Fish came out, took out. Um, okay, so first is Brandon Cutler. Okay, here's, here's the list. So Cutler comes out first. Yuda mm. comes out. Dex Brandon. Then Bobby Fish comes out, Dex Yuta. then And Chuck, I keep wanting to call him Dustin because of his old stuff. So Chuck Taylor comes out, knocks out Bobby Fish. The Bucks come out, stereo super kick, hit Chuck Taylor. Then they get in the ring with Cole and they get ready to uh, attack Orange Cassidy. And then Rapongi Vice hits the ring. Again, the timing of these run-ins was good. I know some people might even call it overbooked, but it was timed in a way that it made this, this matchup. The pace, it kind of carried it along. It was a little fun. And then we get to what I know a lot of people are going to say was the moment of the night. And I agree. It was a very nice, very evil moment where Adam Cole goes to pull the chair out from under the ring. He's struggling. He can't quite get it out of the ring. He, he doesn't know why, and we're all like, "What the hell is going on?" And he pulls out, and there's this guy. He just pulls, drags him out from under the ring, and then finally we get the debut of Danhausen. And I jumped off my couch when it happened. My wife's like, "Who the hell is Danhausen?" As he curses Adam Cole, uh, he says, "Laid waste," and I can't mimic his voice the way he says it but it cracks me up I will curse the Adam Cole or something like that (laughs) it it is so cool to see him on AEW I cannot wait for him to be on BTE to be in the backstage segments I don't care if he wrestles once a year I just I love his character the guy is just hilarious it wouldn't have mattered to me who won after that but for the record Orange Cassidy comes out with a big, big victory. Although, hey, it's a lights out match, which means unsanctioned, which means for the rankings, it doesn't count. So Adam Cole is still technically undefeated.
3: Mm. I guess that's right. I guess. Is that right?
0: Well, I mean, they say it's unsanctioned. So, can you count a match that's unsanctioned? Well, I guess the finish or the uh, quite, the answer to that would be: Did they count the best friends' victory? The other ones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that was lights out, wasn't it?
3: What? The best friends and
0: proud and powerful.
3: Yeah. No, that was a uh, backstage a brawl or whatever.
0: Okay. Huh. Well, now I've got to do the research. Now i got to look it up. I mean, even uh,
3: even if it does count, which nobody really is going to pay that close attention. Um, I mean, that's, that's just the way something like this should end. Where R just gets beat up all the way to the payoff, and then he wins the payoff.
0: I felt like they did a great job of really making you wonder who's going to win this match, making it a question mark all the way up until the very end. Like you didn't, I, I went into the match thinking that Orange Cassidy was going to lose. like That was my expectation. But the entire match makes you go, well, damn, maybe Cassidy's going to win. And then he gets his hand smashed up. And you're like, all right, well, maybe Cole wins. And then it just, it just kept going back and forth. He, I really couldn't peg it. I couldn't peg how it was going to end. The, the finish of this match does happen in kind of a, I don't know, probably wouldn't be something I'd do again. Uh, <laughs> Orange Cassidy hugs Adam Cole. And they try to play it off like it's a a super strong bear hug, <laughs> because Cole's trying to like wiggle his way out, and it's not working. He can't get free, and then they both do the dive off the uh, off the stage, which by the way looked great. So the I guess you could call it like a side effect was kind of how he landed with it, um, or whatever whatever Matt Hardy calls it now. Uh, but that's what what ended the match, and it was a great finish. It just it was the lead up was like ah. Is that supposed to be the best friends hug? Like, what are they doing?
3: Yeah, I think that's what it
0: was—the hug. They should have did the camera thing then. Did, did that really wide pan out? You gotta give them what they want. That would have been great. <laughs> um, but i I don't know about you, but I, I came away from from Beach Break like, damn, this was a really good show.
3: I mean, I enjoyed it, I guess. Um, The uh, opening match, I think, was probably my favorite, except for, uh, you know, the uh, um, evil. Um, God, that guy, Van Housen showing up. Very nice. Very evil. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Um, who I have to admit I, ha- you know, I just vaguely know who he is. Dan. Do have... re- what Go
0: ahead.
3: Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I-, I will have to say I have watched a lot of uh, YouTube <laughs> videos on him lately.
0: His, um, good night with Dan Housen. <laughs> And his unboxing videos are just hilarious.
3: Uh, is, is that what we're calling an unboxing video? A box of junk that fans send me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they
0: send him snacks. They send him, somebody sent him a picture um, that made him look like a Modoc, So he called him Modoc housen yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's just... You know what it is? He reminds me a lot of... Um, <coughs> really nobody else. He's just that different. Like there's no character that I could say, yeah, he's just like this guy or he's just like that guy. He's just his own guy. And he, he doesn't have to wrestle. Although, um, if you look up some of his matches from your ring of honor, he's actually pretty good. Um, he's good friends with Warhorse, Another guy that we, we really enjoyed watching on, uh, dynamite when he challenged <laughs> Cody for the TNT title. Um, You know, just a guy that that is unique and has his own presentation. Like, I want to see him interact with Adam Cole now. I want to see Adam Cole go through, like, uh, I can't win. What the hell? And then have Dan Housen be behind it because he cursed him. You know, it's just – it's just – there's so many opportunities for this. I mean, and and plus, he's still healing up from his broken leg. So – I don't think he's cleared to wrestle, so it's going to be just backstage segments and random appearances until he's cleared. And then by that point I think he might be in like kind of like the best friends, like where he just wrestles as part of tandem things.
3: Mhm. Well, I mean he's partnered with everybody. You know, since wrestling's begun apparently it's
0: so over 3000 years old.
3: Yeah, but you know, He's wrestled with everybody, if you watch his videos.
0: <laughs> he, he calls... Um... <laughs> oh, he did get a box, by the way. The re- most recent unboxing video was a box he received from a
3: Oh, I saw that. That was
0: funny. <laughs> Socks, the new employee manual. <laughs> I thought that was great. He's just unique, man. I mean, he's funny. There's a reason, you know, when, when somebody comes off on indie wrestling and all of a sudden you start seeing everyone's Twitter accounts say Housen at the end of them, Bobby Housen, Robbie Housen, and you know, all this stuff, and then you've got T-shirts everywhere. You've got the videos where he does the little guest spots. and, and like If you watch Ethan Page's uh, toy hunt videos, he's doing guest spots there. He's, he's literally everywhere. His interactions with MJF are priceless.
2: Mm. So I'm, I'm... – you're, I, I'm still not trying. I'm still trying to understand. Are you a fan? Huge fan of Danhausen.
0: <laughs> Huge,
2: <laughs> ginormous fan. I'm like, you, you mentioned him for one show, and you're already on the teat. Yeah, but I, I in in Stan's defense,
3: huh. you really need to watch this dude on I'm like YouTube. He is extremely funny.
0: Yes. Yeah.
3: Again, I I have not seen him wrestle. I'll admit that. But he is pure comedy gold.
0: Yeah, if you were to ask me, like, what's my favorite Dan Housen match? Yeah, I don't know. That one? Yeah, his debut at AEW. He didn't wrestle. Shut up. It was cool. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs)
3: Uh, uh, You know, from like him and MJF at the Comic-Con. Yes. Where he, you know, has this fake-looking MJF scarf and MJF just cussing. I mean, you're not allowed to cuss around him. (laughs) No swearing. Yeah, no swearing. (laughs) To him going to pro wrestling tees and trying to steal the whole thing and gets caught. When, he, when he's trying to buy <laughs> a little, stuff in
0: his shirt, yeah, mini <laughs> these are fig,
3: free. <laughs> yeah. Swag, this is swag.
0: Rob, have you ever wondered why the gun club is now called the Ass Boys? Uh, why? That's Danhausen.
3: Yeah, that's funny too. Yeah. Billy
0: Gun is Billy Ass. That's yeah. his name on the back of his tights. It says Mister Ass. That is his last name.
3: <laughs> and he likes
0: that. Billy likes it.
3: Oh, he he died. Every video, he's laughing. Yeah, yeah. The other two are like, "Don't call
2: us that."
0: We hate you, Dan Houser.
3: We haven't
2: established ourselves enough to be able to make fun of it.
3: No, it's so they're so fun. I saw one with Lance
2: Archer, Mm -hmm.
3: where he uh, Lance Archer's like in the in a locker room, and. Dan Housen yells his name and you can just tell, like, Lance Archer's like, oh, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Brody, uh, and then, Brody uh, King
0: said on Twitter that he followed him there. <laughs> <laughs> MJF is just like, shit. <laughs> it's just the, yeah. the funny part about Lance
3: Archer, though, is, like, you can really see that Lance Archer kind of has a... A personality in this video that you don't see in AEW. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I want to see, I want to see this Lance Archer, you know. I want to see the, the relaxed, you know, Lance Archer. I don't want to see the, you know, mean, tough guy.
0: And maybe, maybe some of this. Because of the the people he's interacted with just outside of AEW, maybe we if we start seeing more of these people come in and he relaxes a little bit, because I feel like that's what he's missing, just the ability to relax and just, you know, be himself.
3: Yeah, he's got I, no personality right
0: now. Right, right, like right now it feels like what he's doing is forced. Like I got to mm-hmm. be the aggressive monster, and that's what he did in Japan, and yes, it got him over, but he can do more. It's clear that he can do more. I mean he has all of this stuff and, and he's he's shown it in not just his interaction with Danhausen but also other other guys on the Indies. So mm. it's just a matter of time before he calms down, I think, and finds his own groove. Yeah, I don't
3: know. But Danhausen is funny. I'm uh, shocked he wasn't on BTE today. I'm really shocked he wasn't on BTE.
0: My guess is that when it comes when it came down to it, it they had already filmed a majority of that stuff, um, so they just didn't do anything with it because like the Adam Cole stuff would have been the only thing that they really looked like they filmed, you know, after or during Beach Break because he had the neck brace on and you know, <laughs> Reynolds and Silver gave them the rotten uh, fortune cookies. <coughs> Which I mean, I I love those the interaction there that they have on BT.
3: Well, they might almost be friends
0: now. <laughs> well, he says he says you know maybe in twenty twenty two we we can finally be friends. for no we might be able yeah. to tolerate each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, I just sent you a link to all of Dan Housen's videos. by the By okay. the end of it, you'll be a Dan Housen fan or you'll just hate this guy's guts. I don't think there's any in-between. Uh-huh. I should warn you, if you end up hating him, you will be cursed. Just being honest. I do look forward to Dan Housen's figure coming out, though. That's going to be cool. He needs to come with, with a sack of money and a bag of teeth. <laughs> Is That's that he, like a thing, Yeah. bag of teeth? Yeah, he says when he gets paid, pay him in bags of monies and lots of teeth. I don't know why he's got (laughs) teeth. I I think it's because of the evil thing, but (laughs) maybe he's gonna come out there and hit people with a sack of teeth. I don't know. (laughs) Like honestly, I could see him joining the Dark Order just because of how.
3: Oh, don't you went there? You don't think so? You went there. Because, you know, he can't just join the Dark Order. No, he'd
0: have to lead them.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: He'd be the kingpin of the Dark Order. Oh, Lord. We'll get new names for Silver and Reynolds. (laughs) Five and ten will be something else. (laughs) It'll be great. We're so excited. All the opportunities. (laughs) Five Mm. thousand and ten thousand. (laughs) Yeah. Dave Honor no. will give him his credit card. <laughs> now I almost kind
3: of
2: want to see it. Now that you put it there. debit it in credit. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> I just I I mean, there's so many different things you could do. I I said it um on Twitter as soon as he debuted. I'm like, you need to give him like a dinner in the movie kind of thing on TBS. Remember how they used to do with WCW? Well, they always did little cameos there. Just put him on there. Let him watch horror movies and do his, do his shtick. I guarantee you people will watch it.
3: Mm, you're probably right. Excellent. It's all coming together. I did God,
0: watch
3: now, it. now it's like a bad song that you get in your head and you can't get rid of. <laughs> Just remember. Dan and leading the dark Order.
0: <laughs> you have to got be very nice but also very <laughs>
4: uh,
0: that's um I guess that's kind of the news of the week really was, was beach break and uh, the rumble what else you got guys anything that we missed
2: I won't call it a rumble I call it a stumble how about a fumble the royal <sighs> stumble the royal fumble sounds better a stumble you can
0: recover from a fumble would <laughs> be fumble. something that puts the nail on the bumble the royal bumble
2: that, I like that the royal debacle <laughs> <laughs> let's
0: see here I'm no I, a... I go
3: ahead you know over the last week though I did realize that Eric Bishop was only in charge of WCW for five years isn't that crazy yeah. And that in five those five years his best wrestlers left him. He was on top of the world and the bottom fell right out from under him.
0: Lost over a billion dollars in two yeah. years.
3: And the guy I still thinks he knows what he's talking about. It's truly amazing.
0: I mean, I respect what he did as a as a company as far as how he how he geared WCW in that time but you can't it's kind of like this you can give him credit for ideas and being creative but you have to recognize the fact that you know losing that kind of money means you really don't know what the hell you're doing with money yep but here's
3: the problem right you can only give him credit for one idea
2: And that was the NWO. And he and he did what everybody does. He ran it into the ground. Right. Oh, he definitely ran it into the ground. Like, so in the ground. Five years of being in power,
3: mm-hmm. he had, what, three three good years?
2: But Give he, or, made or take. His, he made his name off the talent that had already been discovered and developed.
3: Yeah, Hulk Hogan and Nash and Hall. Yeah. Savage. Well, no, no, not even Savage. I don't, If you don't have Hall, Nash, and Hogan, I don't think you have Savage.
0: Oh Well, yeah, yeah, but I am I was just going more from the overall. Not just NWO, just all of the different talents that he brought in that had already been huge stars.
3: Yeah, yeah but again, with, without Hogan, I don't think you have any of them. Well,
0: you definitely don't get the same rub off of, like, if he just hired
2: Ted DiBiase. To lead the NWO. Yeah. Yeah. And I I agree with you all. Like, If Hogan hadn't turned bad, the NWO wouldn't have been what it was supposed to be. Uh, If Sting turns bad, I think it is.
3: If Sting goes bad instead of Hogan, I think it's still
2: that good. But anybody else, I don't think it is. Right. I was getting ready to say that. I mean, the only other thing I could see if Sting was like, you know what? Screw you people. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm going to the rafters. No, um, (laughs) I'm not talking to you guys for at least two years. (laughs) Yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't go to Dean's house because he done quit. So I'm going to the rafters.
3: Mm -hmm. So in 94, when he takes over, he takes over a company that's established. Mm
2: -hmm. He stops their traveling.
3: Well, no, but they already have the numbers, right? They're already a national company. And then he makes the clever idea to hire Hogan. Sends him up with the NWO only to come crashing down because he doesn't know how to uh, manage a, a company, right? Sounds about right. Let's Benoit go, Eddie go, Chris
0: go, Malenko go. Um, Raven. Literally his, almost his entire undercard. He's like, Yep, we got Hogan, we're good. Bye guys. Mm-hmm.
3: But yet this guy has the nerve to keep talking shit about other companies. I just it's, I think he's ridiculously crazy
0: jealous. I think he is so over the moon jealous of what Tony Khan is doing right now.
3: Yeah, I do too. Now they may not have the numbers, right? I mean, they haven't been around for fifty freaking years like WCW had. Right. But Tony Khan has already lasted over half of what he did as president. And he's going up ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just befuddles me. It literally does. I think Bischoff's ego is so. I mean, he's almost like Vince Russo.
0: No, Russo is just plain delusional. Bischoff had a measure of success, Russo, Russo is ridiculously delusional. I like, think Eric Bischoff is, too, now. I think he, maybe it's the alcohol. I don't know what it is. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, I, I'll say this. What what trips me out about Bischoff is that for the first two years of AEW, Tony Khan's a genius. He's doing a fabulous job. And all of a sudden, they, uh, WWE comes calling. Hey, would you like to do a guest spot? Sure. And mysteriously, we start hearing, Hey, you know, Tony Khan needs to shut up and just let his wrestling do the work. He needs mm-hmm. to just back off. He shouldn't be saying that to Vince. It's not going to work. Um. Uh, didn't you challenge Vince? Yeah. like that. He, Didn't you beat Vince because Vince didn't answer the 10 count? I, I go the, back and forth on it a lot
2: because of just, like, those kinds of moments. And he shot himself in the foot because he opened his mouth about Vince. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And Vince at that said, "Oh yeah?
2: yeah, yeah, yeah." How did like, that work out for you, dummy? Let's let's
0: call a spoiler on their main event, a world title match, and uh, oh yeah, we'll do it on one of the most popular guys in the industry. That we you know, let go. Yeah, we're not going to talk about we're not talking about Sid and Shawn Michaels. I think we all know that that was going to only go one way. We're talking about Mick Foley. At that time, there was no more popular of a superstar, with the exception of Austin and The Rock, than Mick Foley. But was he mankind then? Yeah. Yeah, but but everybody knew him as Mick Foley.
3: Right. Yeah. The
0: yeah. moment they did that interview with him and Jim Ross, suddenly Mick Foley was Mrs. Foley's little boy, or mankind was Mrs. Foley's little boy, and boom, yeah. he just flew. It, yeah. it was. I, I I like I said, I go back and forth. I respect Eric Bischoff for what he did, but I do find it extremely hypocritical. To come out there and to be like, ah, oh, you know, Tony Khan should just shut up. What? what?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, didn't, oh, didn't Hogan tell him to shut up because Vince would take it personal? Yeah, and, and let's not forget what he did to Impact.
3: Right? They still haven't recovered Ugh. from
0: that. No, and they they likely may never.
3: Yeah, but I and the reason I bring this up is because, I mean, I don't even remember what like the original quote was. Mm -hmm. But somebody made the comment to him on Twitter about, oh, he should be careful or like AEW, uh, whatever they're called, are going to come after him or something. And he's like, fuck them. And then I said, you know what? Wait a second here. It's one thing for Jim Cornette, right? Because Jim Cornette, I I would take that type from Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette has more established – than Eric Bischoff, right? Right. Tim so Gordon let me, me look.
2: Gotten more about
3: wrestling than... Thank you. That, no. <laughs> you're exactly right. <laughs> so you beat out Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, for for uh, whatever it was, um, uh, the president, or whatever he, he got in, in 94, right? Mm-hmm. Then you flounder Until somebody comes up with the pride idea, we'll haul an asher for you, let's sign them, and then we're going to run this angle, right? But then because you got too big for your britches and you threw 50 people into the stupid faction.
2: And had a faction with your faction and your faction with your faction's faction.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You had Chris Jericho, you let him go. You had Chris Benoit, you let him go. You had Eddie Guerrero, you let him go. Dean Malenko, you let him go.
2: Um, very sad.
0: McFoley Austin. How about
3: that one?
0: Yeah, let's not forget that Steve Austin was literally in your grasp (laughs) the biggest star in wrestling next to Hogan. And he said you
2: had nothing for him, so you let him go.
0: Nobody's gonna believe a guy in black tights and boots is gonna be a star.
3: Yeah, Brian Pillman.
0: Yeah, (laughs) well, add to that, let's not also forget that Holland Nash realized that they weren't getting paid as much as they wanted. So because there was so much scuttlebutt in the first year of their contract with WCW, and because Bischoff doesn't know how to do his fucking homework, they suckered Bischoff into signing him for another 2 million. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody, nobody checks the contract going, uh, wait, no, he, they're in contract here. No, they get played for another 2 million. Mm
2: -hmm. That's one reason they, that's one reason that the, bean counters were like you know what in the later days the bean counters were like guy right, we gotta get rid of y'all's asses
0: I, I, that's why i think that that it started to go downhill for him once once the turner the time warner thing happened and and it, look we all loved the monday night wars but the reason we look on it so fondly now is because it's a distant past to what we see with who's left <laughs> in wwe <laughs> But at the same time, I mean, you know, that Time Warner merger wasn't just an indication of business changing overall, but it was an indication that somebody was just like you said, Rob, going to pick up the books and go, "What in the fuck?"
2: They took <laughs> away his debit card.
0: Yeah, yeah, literally. And they're like, like "No, nah, we're not. We're not paying these guys this much."
2: So let yeah. So
3: in five years, because again, I looked and. His first reign lasted from 94 to 99. That's five years. Mm -hmm. Let's check on Tony Khan in five years, and let's see if AEW is still alive, and if they're on the downswing or on the upswing. And then I think Bischoff gets the
2: right to open his little clap trap. And I think in
0: this case – go ahead, Rob. Go ahead.
2: No, I just feel like in this thing that is AEW and wrestling and WWE, there are so many people invested in – the machine's history in the machine. Right. You know, you have in various types, legends, contracts, whatever, and you got the ones who just love wrestling. And then you have the ones on the outside that are like, I'm just going to sit here and talk shit about everybody
4: mm-hmm.
2: because I don't give a crap. You know, like, um, but Brian said it truthfully, you know, can you legitimately, Sit here and compare a company that's been around since you know how long has the WWE been around? Seventy years? Um, Uh, What the fifties? I think
0: it's over fifty. I don't. I don't know if it's at seventy yet, but
3: yeah,
2: over fifty. Well, I mean, you're looking at that, and you got a company that's going on two, Mm -hmm. two to three. So, like, you know. I, I look at it as people who compare people compare athletes in different genres to athletes in the, the modern day. You know, can you do that? Sure. does it make sense. No. Do you want to sit here right. and compare AEW to what WWE is? You can. I mean, we all agree WWE's current creative mode sucks. Right. WWE's current product doesn't make much sense. Is that the wrestler's fault? No. Is it Vince McMahon's fault? Mostly. You know, like, yeah. Um, is it the company WWE? I mean, but to sit there and say, you know, what people say about WWE and AEW comparing them, I mean, it's kind of like what we said about Jim Cornette, you know? The WWE has forgotten more wrestling than AEW has right now. Mm -hmm. You know? But. Like Brian, I agree. Like in five years, let's, let's sit back and figure it out. You know? You know, it's just. There's so many people out there that want to want to say the first thing and want to have their moment in in the spotlight. It's like the people you bring up sometimes, Stan, it's like. They say dumb shit just to keep themselves relevant. Right. Well, know, yeah. yeah. AD, like, Eric Bischoff is saying this dumb shit. Why? Because he wants people talking about him. Yeah, but because, he looks like
3: Disco now.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's getting Disco there. Yeah, just, he's definitely getting mm. there. You know? Disco is the podcast version of Doink the Clown. Shows up <laughs> everywhere, but means I love nothing. <laughs>
0: now, if it was Matt Bourne, it would be a different story. Just putting
2: it out there. No, this is your indie wrestling, hey, I got some makeup in a bad clown league. I'm going to be <laughs> exactly, today. Exactly. I'll close this out with this. AEW, when they
0: first debuted in 2019 on TNT, <laughs> almost 2 million viewers. Okay? Now, it took them a while to get back to that level. They had a lot to deal with. A lot of things. A lot of growing pains. Two weeks in a row now, we've seen growth for viewership. A million total in viewership for the DC edition of Dynamite. Beach Break, 1.1. That's called growth. That, my friends, is what we've been looking at and saying, hey, look, just stick with it because it's not done yet. And and you guys are absolutely right. Five years. Let's go to year five for AEW, and I guarantee you you're going to see a more solid build as far as finance is concerned because, hey – We're not talking about just some promoter that just happened to get access to a huge bank account. We're talking about guys that own football clubs overseas, NFL franchises. And that's just to name a few things that the Khan family owns. These guys are more fiscally responsible than they're given credit for. And yeah, it also is a big help that, hey, Tony Khan is a huge wrestling fan and his father is
2: 100% behind him. Well, like you, you also look at, and I don't mean cut you off, but you look at fine. it's not AEW and the cons game to sit here and say no businessman gets into the, in the nobody, nobody who has money is going to get in this business and say all right, well I'm going to pocket, I'm going to bankroll this forever, right? You know the cons are going to bankroll it to get it started, and then AEW is going to pay for itself. It's just like. Ted Turner. Ted Turner did not open the checkbooks to WCW until Eric Bischoff. That Until somebody in the corporate gave Eric Bischoff the checkbook. You know? Ted yeah. Turner ran that company and said, all right, this is what we're going to do it on, and we're going to do it. But then Eric got in there and started, oh, huh, daddy ain't paying attention. Here's a couple more hundred grand. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree. I agree. I, I I see and hear these things that these guys say, like Disco, I kind of scoff at it. Russo, again, scoff at it. And then Bischoff comes out there. And at first, like I said, he was a, he was a big fan. He's like, oh, yeah, they're doing great, great stuff. And then all of a sudden he gets another uh, royalty payout or a guest spot. And suddenly it's, you know, that Tony guy, he needs to relax. And how did that last guest spot work out for him? Yeah, that wasn't so good. <laughs> not so good. That's not so good, sir. <laughs> all right. Hey, you can catch up with the show at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, C2CRadioShow.com, for all of our episodes and all of the chat you'd like. I'll be updating the website probably within this week, just to refresh the look a little bit. Um, catch up with Brian at Vlad c 2 c on Twitter. Coming soon, you'll have another way to check them out. We'll give you more oh, details as we get there. Yeah, no, no, no. Just throw it, it out there.
3: All right. I want you to throw it out there. I want you to
0: throw yours out there, too. Yeah, you got it. So, you're going to be able to catch up with Brian in a whole new door very, very soon. Vlad Dragul's Fandemonium Emporium. He's got a fan page at Vlad Dragul on Facebook. Check it out right away. Make sure you hit the like button because you'll get your links to his Twitch stream where he's going to be doing, well, Brian, you tell it better than I do. What are you going to be doing?
3: The same thing you're doing. That's, We're goddamn streaming, baby.
0: That's right. Brian's going to be doing gameplay. He's going to be doing unboxing, comic books, toys. No, not can, on Twitch. That's just gaming. Gaming stream's going to be on Twitch. Oh, okay. You're going to do yeah, the yeah. YouTube thing for the other stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, it's another way to check him out. We'll be linking it, of course, on C2C and NewAttitudeMedia.com. Enough uh, about me. Well, I want to hear your Twitch. <laughs> uh, if you go to twitch.tv slash newattitudemedia, that's, of course, where I am and where New Attitude Media's production is. It's a lot of different things, but typically it's gameplay. It's usually late night, so if you're a night owl like myself, even though I get up way too early in the morning to do it, uh, you, it's a good way to catch up with me when I'm playing Skyrim, when I'm playing Hades. That's my latest favorite, is Hades. Um, although He's Diablo- playing Laser
2: Shoot Larry and the Land of the Lions Lizards.
0: You know, there is a Nintendo Switch game for Leisure Shoot, Larry. I shit you not. I saw it the other day. I was like, what? I might actually have to take a look at it. Um, But also, you know, just random wrestling talk, too, while I'm playing.
3: And we will be, I believe, both getting 22?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get it. I don't know if I'll get it on release day or if I'll wait it out. You know, because they always have bugs going on first, first release. But I will certainly get the one that has supercard bonuses. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking up how to get involved with the supercard Twitch drops. It's getting easier now because they've done it so many times. So mm-hmm. we might be able to take part of that at least one of the accounts.
4: Mm-hmm. If we do,
0: of course, they'll find our information both on C2C and NewAttitudeMedia.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so pay attention to it because it's going to be happening quick.
3: And a week or two after the after it drops. We're going head to head. Oh, is that a a challenge? Okay. Well, yes. You're going down. My creative
0: wrestler is better than your creative wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: (laughs) thoroughly expect to get beat up, but it's going to be fun.
0: I'm horrible at online. Your creative
2: wrestler and his creative wrestler will all face off, and my creative promoter will screw you both. Damn. Mm -hmm. Playing the role of Mm -hmm. Vince
3: McMahon. HR says (laughs) you're not allowed (laughs) to tell anybody you're going to screw them on there. So wait, it's gotta be to rephrase. That. Wait, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> you're gonna have to rephrase that. And you're Voodooed not allowed to dude from use, the voodoo. You're not allowed to use them over. Oh, the mouth on this like guy.
2: That. <laughs> right, <geez>. Brian's <laughs> getting used out of stand saying we're just gonna leave that title label up there.
0: Oh, I mean I'm I'm offended, sir. This not is really.
2: for
3: adults, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> of course it is. Uh, catch up with Rob on Twitter at Rob Hefner, C2C, Rob Hefner on the Facebook, uh, and, of course, at C2C Radio Show for all things Corner to Corner. And we'll I see don't you play video
2: games, so I don't stream. We're working on it. We're working yeah. on it. <laughs> so, so we'll get in there.
3: Night two is first for me, and then we're going to roll right into me and Stan going back to back.
2: I'll give you a sneak peek. You cannot 2K? say back to back. <laughs>
0: just can't. No, no, Rob, you just can't go ass to mouth. That's how it works. Yeah, there you go. That's how it
2: goes.
0: <laughs> I will give you a sneak heads up. I did locate a mod for Freedom Force. Do you remember that game from the late '90s? Mm-hmm. It's a DC Universe mod.
3: If I want to play DC Universe, I play DC Universe.
0: Well, you know me, I love the old school games, so I'm gonna be streaming that probably later this week. I'll throw it a link out there when I do. Um, But hey, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us. Catch us next week. Keep downloading. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell a stranger. I don't care. Just tell them all to listen to C2C. We'll see you next week. Have a great night, everybody.